Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer. It's a pleasure to be with you as it is each and every week. And man, oh man, am I looking forward to what we have for you here today, because today is Derek Jeter Day. That's right. It is my review of part one of the seven part. Yes, seven part. That means seven hour Derek Jeter ESPN docuseries appropriately titled The Captain Now, as we talked about last week with Ryan Glass-Spiegel, media reporter for the New York Post, why is ESPN airing a seven-part, again, seven-part means seven hours, the Derek Jeter docuseries? It's because they need to fill time during the summer. So knowing that, we can feel a little bit better about this endeavor, which really is just a poor man's version of The Last Dance, or even... In the arena, the Tom Brady docuseries, though, I don't know. Those two may run neck and neck in terms of just banalities. And let's be honest, they're both copycats of The Last Dance. So here you go. You know, the main, of course, me being from Boston, I don't like the Derek Jeter docuseries. I think it's annoying. I think it's obnoxious. I think Derek Jeter is obnoxious. I think the Yankees dynasty is obnoxious. So let me just put this all out here. Right away, I am not giving an unbiased review of this docuseries, but I think that I am really capturing what most people feel about the captain and any sort of Yankeeography that belongs on the Yes Network. Uh, if you're not a Yankee fan, you will not like this. Just like if you're not a Patriots fanboy, you probably hated, if not totally avoided, the Tom Brady 10 part, yes, 10 part man in the arena docuseries. And the biggest issue that you have that I have with this Derek Jeter project is, of course, there are a million interesting ways you can go, right? I mean, the Yankee dynasty, one of the most captivating stories in the history of pro sports, the most famous baseball team and the biggest media market with some of the game's biggest stars, most outlandish personalities, George Steinbrenner at the top. There are so many ways that you could go with this, but what do we get in the captain? We get a sterilized version of the events told by Derek Jeter, and told in the way that Derek Jeter wants it to be told. And 
I'm not a filmmaker, shockingly. I'm not a filmmaker, but I've watched films. I've watched documentaries. I'm a writer. And I know that when you're writing a good story, you want there to be obstacles. You want there to be tension. And the biggest problem with the captain is that there's no tension. The biggest moment of tension that Derek Jeter encounters on his nearly unblocked path to the big leagues is Andy Pettit big-timing him at his locker. Yes, that's the story. Derek Jeter gets promoted to A-ball. He's struggling his first season in the minor leagues. He introduces himself to Andy Pettit, who has the locker next at him. And Jeter says that Pettit just totally ignored him. Yep, Derek Jeter told Andy Pettit, hey, you look like my uncle. Andy looked at him, looked back, said nothing. Oh, the horror. And that's really the biggest moment of tension that we get. I mean, Jeter, as I said, struggles in his first minor league season. He can't hit. He commits 56 errors at shortstop. But then he starts playing better. And a couple years later, is in the big leagues by 1995. The Yankees make the playoffs that year. And as we know, the dynasty begins the following season in 1996. So that's really it. There are no obstacles. There's not a lot of tension. Derek Jeter, a straight line to the big leagues. He's drafted in the first round out of high school. Uh, I mentioned struggles in his first minor league season, but then turns it around. Yankees win the World Series in 96, and the legend of Jeter is born and only grows bigger as the years go on. You look again at Michael Jordan. A lot of obstacles in that story and a lot of tension in that story. We, of course, have the gambling addiction, his weird minor league baseball stint, his very public feuds with teammates, uh, and the GM, Jerry Krause, of course, which was talked about at length in that docuseries, which wasn't just a Michael Jordan docuseries, but The Last Dance was really about the Bulls dynasty as a whole. We learned about the tension with Jerry Krause. We learned about the tension with Scottie Pippen. We learned about Phil Jackson. It really told the story of the Bulls. Obviously, Michael Jordan is the central component of that story, but there were other stars who got their due. So far, one episode in, the captain is really all about Derek Jeter and nobody else. You even look at Tom Brady. Talk about the obstacles in his story. As you may have heard once or twice, he was a sixth round pick, had to work his way up. He was not a first rounder. And yeah, Brady is very cautious in his language, just like Jeter is. So his feud with Bill Belichick is tiptoed around in his docuseries. But still, Tom Brady's end with the Patriots, his acrimonious end with the Patriots, frankly, contains far more drama and far more palace intrigue than anything Derek Jeter handled with the Yankees, or at least anything that we know publicly about what Jeter handled with the Yankees. We'll see what happens with A-Rod later in the series when they address that. But reviews say that Jeter tiptoes around those issues too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you know, anybody who grew up as a baseball fan, as I did in the late 90s, early aughts, or coming of age, you know the Derek Jeter biography like the back of your hand, even if you 
hated the Yankees like I grew up doing, right? You know that he grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, in a biracial family, and that's interesting. And there is tension and obstacles there, but it's briefly covered in part one. It's glossed over. It's really just addressed in generalities. Uh, Jeter says his parents sat him down one day and told him, hey, people are going to treat you differently. And what's Jeter's quote about that? Quote, they prepared us. You're going to deal with some things and you learn how to deal with it. Close quote. That's it. All right. Simple enough, right? You grew up in a biracial family in the Midwest. Your parents sit you down. They say, hey, son, you're going to deal with some things and you learn how to deal with it. And boom, it's not addressed for the rest of part one. Again, just really broad generalities there. Later in the series, reviews say Jeter addresses the criticisms that he was colorless. Maybe that will be more interesting. But again, when it comes to growing up in a biracial family in Kalamazoo, Michigan, really just glossed over and spoken in generalities. And, you know, I mentioned the Jordan copycatting. It's obvious that ESPN views this as an accompanying piece to The Last Dance. Uh, you know, they're trying to paint Jeter as this competitive egomaniac out of the Jordan and Brady school. Early in this episode, Jeter says, quote, some people don't like when you say they can't do something. I love it personally because I'll prove you wrong. I'm a big I told you so person. When I see you, I'm going to say I told you. That's how I'm wired. Sounds a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. So again, that's something you could hear Brady saying verbatim, hear Jordan saying verbatim. And it's not surprising that Derek Jeter has an egomaniacal competitive streak, but I'm like, Really? I mean, you're really just trying to shoehorn this in here at the top of the episode and set the tone. And as I said earlier, I guess two big problems. No obstacles, no real tension that's addressed. And also, we know the story that's being told. This is an old story. I'm sure there's a lot of uncovered things that have not been told about the Yankees dynasty and the building of that dynasty. But we know the glossed over, sugar-coated version, right? George Steinbrenner in 1990 gets banned from baseball for hiring a gambler to dig up dirt on Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield, who coincidentally is Jeter's favorite player growing up. So then George Steinbrenner exiled from the organization. George Michaels takes over. He develops a minor league system. He drafts Jeter and Pettit and Bernie Williams and Mariana Rivera and Jorge Posada. And it's a good thing that George Steinbrenner wasn't in charge then because he would have traded all these prospects. The dynasty would have never been built. But yep, Gene Michaels allowed to develop the prospects. Buck Showalter coaches them up at the big league level. And they make the playoffs in 95. And the dynasty begins the year after. And that's how it was built. And again, if you grew up as a baseball fan, late 90s, early aughts, if you were uh, well into your baseball fandom during that time as well, you know this story. So the Jeter docuseries, maybe it changes as we go through the next six hours of this. But my review thus far is A, no tension, none. Again, Jeter's biggest moment of tension was Andy Pettit big-timing him when they first interacted in single A. Okay, not exactly gripping. And B, we know the story that's being told. We know how the Yankee dynasty was built. We know about Jeter's competitive nation, a competitive nature. Tell us something new. Well, in part one, they didn't. Here's hoping in part two, they do. Because again, we have six more hours to go.